Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SENZ to bring you the very best in darts. 180! Talking darts, this is At The Oki on SENZ. Kia ora everyone and welcome into our first At The Oki World Darts Championship podcast special with Ben Francis here as we recap the opening day of the 2023 World Champs from Alexandra Palace. And boy, what a start it was with two debutants claiming upset wins. Three first round matches took place along with a second round clash which saw two-time champion Peter Wright return to defend his crown. And the world number two made very light work of Mickey Mantle who earlier in the day beat Kiwi and at the Oki host, Ben Robb. But the story of the night was from a man that nobody knew of. That's right, South Africa's Grant Sampson. And get this, prior to the tournament, he said the most people he'd ever played in front of was about 50. He also beat Devin Peterson to book his spot at Ali Pally, and he stunned the world number five and semi-finalist from this year's UK Open, Keen Barry. But more on that later, as we break down the first four matches of this year's World Champs. Firstly, with the opening game of the tournament, which saw Mickey Mansell, you would have heard on At The Oki earlier this week, beating our very own Ben Robb three sets to one. Unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be for our Kiwi Ben Robb and his third world champs as Northern Irishman Mansell came out firing in the first set with a 112 average before slowing things down, dictating the pace, and I think that really did impact Ben's own rhythm. It might not be something that the listeners think about, but ask anybody who plays darts. When you play against somebody with a slower throw, you can get a bit frustrated waiting. So... As soon as they're done, all you want to do is get to the Oki and throw, throw, throw. And quite often you'll find your darts can be quite scattered. And that can really impact your performances. Then you get frustrated and your opponent knows that. So he tends, or they tend to slow things up quite a lot. The averages were very similar. Mickey with 92 and Ben with 89. But when things were tight, Mansell's experience prevailed. Mickey Mansell for a crack at Peter Wright. And it's one match that come and gone. We've taken out 118 in this set. Rob Dart. He's pulled so many darts, hasn't he? And he'd be disappointed. But Mansell, three more match darts in Kabelli. I hope it's just one. They've got to compose himself here. Big moment for Mickey Mansell. The only man who's beaten on that stage, another Kiwi, Haupe Puha. And he's beaten another Kiwi in Ben Rob. Mickey Mansell celebrates, he knows what that means. Only a second win in seven attempts on the Ali Pali stage. 
on the bright side, Ben did have the highest checkout of the game, which was 118, but unfortunately, double 16 appeared to elude him as he missed it for finishes of 72, 110, and 146. And you feel like if he hit one of those big finishes, that might have changed his confidence and that might have swung a bit of momentum more his way in the game. But that's the way darts goes sometimes. As they say, triples for show doubles for dough. But Ben, regardless mate, we are very proud of you and you have still done a fantastic job representing New Zealand on the big stage. It's never easy going across the other side of the world to chase your dream. And also, I don't know if you heard it, but Wayne Mardle did speak very highly of you after the match and he really wants you to have a crack at Q School and be on the tour. Those are some great comments there by Wayne Martel. So we might have to track him down to appear on at the Oki in 2023. And the listeners might be thinking, what's next for the big rig? Well, Ben will return home. He will be a bit disappointed, but don't worry. He will refocus, regroup, and he will have another go at competing on the New Zealand circuit this year. He'll be hoping to compete at the World Cup, uh, which is around the middle of the year, and be back at the World Champs. He is not going to Q School this year. You may remember he did reveal on at the Oki earlier this year that his lovely fiance is expecting a baby so he is putting family first and he might give Q school a crack in 2024. Moving on now and the next match saw South Africa's Grant Sampson claiming a stunning 3-1 win over Keen Barry and what was a true upset. I do have to put my hand up here because I did not know who Grant Sampson was heading into the tournament. I know I'm not the only one. Many people in the darting community had no idea. They expected Keen Barry to absolutely blitz Grant Sampson. And it kind of looked like it would go that way. But Grant Sampson was absolutely on fire. He won the first two sets. Won the first two sets. Keen Barry battled back. But Sampson held strong and he got the win. Both players were very scrappy on doubles, a combined 61 darts at a finish miss. And Barry had a slightly higher average, 78 to Sampson's 77, but the South African took his chances for the biggest win of his life. Impressive put on there by Barry. Another in the 16s of the 8s. Match darts! Sampson was very emotional after the game as he set up a second round clash against Kim Hybricks and he also spoke to media about what the win means to him. Here it is. The crowd was awesome. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, back home we only play in front of 30, 50 people so playing in front of a crowd like that was beautiful. I enjoyed every minute man. You came through the South African qualifier to seal your spot here, beating Devin Peterson, a legend of South African darts. So just that must have meant a lot to you. It, well, all my dreams came through in that moment. So yeah, I, I had nothing to lose when I came here. So yeah, I hope my next match is going to be much, much better. Hopefully, I can give him a beautiful game. Keen yeah. Barry is one of the most exciting talents in yeah. the game. Got to the UK Open semi-finals earlier this year. So yes. to beat him on your debut. Biggest night of your life, you must be so proud. Wow, I'm very, very, very proud of it. So, it is, like you say, the biggest night of my life. So, yeah, I, wow. I won't be able to sleep tonight, though. And they say that the first round is the toughest one. You've got over that obstacle now. You've shown glimpses of your best form there. 5 one eighty, one two five finish. So, looking ahead to tomorrow now, Kim Hybrix, what yes. are your thoughts on that matchup? Well, Kim's a, a brilliant player. Um, and if, if I can do what I've done in the practice room, and get it onto stage, then I'll give him a, a, a good game. So, Look forward to it. Yeah. Thanks, Grant. Thank you.
Grant, congratulations. It's one thing qualifying for Ali Pali, but when you turned up today, did you genuinely believe that you could beat Keen Barry? Yeah, sure. Um, nobody comes here to lose. And um, I was watching one of Gowen Price's post-match interviews, uh, one of the tournaments, and his words was, if, if you're not confident, don't bother turning up. And that just stuck. So for me, I was confident when I came here, even in the practice room. I was confident and I hoped it would just transferred over to the stage, but nerves just took over in the beginning. So, yeah. Did Devon message you before the game? Yes, every day. Um, I mean, he gave me some nice advice, gave me a video call this morning. Um, just before I left to take a bus, he gave me some great advice. Um, just told me to stay calm as well. Just one foot in front of the other. So, greet the crowd and do your job. And, well, yeah, that's an awesome mentor to have. We've seen Devon obviously grace that stage and do great things. Now you've won on the world stage. It's a real breakthrough moment from South African dance, the fact there's two of you now. Yes, true. Um, look, I'm, I'm, I'm in January I want to go to Q School. Um, hopefully I can get through there because um, I want to play on the circuit. So that's one of my biggest, biggest dreams. So hopefully that can come through. And to, well, winning my first match, it's, I, I had to prove to myself that I belong here. So. Yeah. South Africa's Grant Sampson there after he claimed an upset first round win over Keen Barry. Moving on to the third match of the opening night and we saw another debutante in Nathan Rafferty beat world number 39 Jermaine Watamina three sets to two. Similar to Sampson's win over Barry, the loser had the slightly better average. Watamina had 88 compared to Rafferty's 87, but the latter did have more bigger scores and ultimately that was a difference in claiming a huge win on the Ali Pali stage. Double four now. 17. You cannot afford to do that. He's up three. He's got three more. Is that the end of Jermaine Watamina at this World Championship? Got to move over again. That was reminiscent of the double four. Had to move one way, then the other couple of points here. Nathan Rafferty was very consistent throughout the match, and I think the 3-2 scoreline does not represent how good he was. And it wasn't necessarily how good he was. It was more the fact that Jermaine Watamina was very hit and miss. There were moments where Jermaine Watamina looked like a top player in the world, and then there were times where he was absolutely awful. Uh, there were a couple off the top of my head. I think he had about 70 left. He had 70 left. And he didn't even get a dart at a double. And for a player of his standard and quality, that is unacceptable. And Nathan Rafferty capitalized, and he deserved the win. But what was most impressive? Now get this. The most impressive thing about Rafferty's win was that it was even amazing he was even competing at the World Champs because this time last week, he was actually in hospital getting his appendix removed. Take a listen to this. It's, it's, it's up there, definitely. It is up there, like you I wasn't nervous leading up to this, you know, but um, when I actually came up the road, you know, maybe 20 minutes before, now butterflies started kicking. It's been a dream from my S15 to be fair, to be playing on the biggest stage and all, so I'm happy. Considering I went through an operation last Thursday, got my appendix took out a week ago today, now I'm playing in the second round is a good achievement for myself, you know, but 
and just I'm just so happy to get past that against a tough opponent really. It's very he's like he's one of them players who you can you can go hit everything but then when he doesn't you take you try to take advantage of it. So I'm happy. You mentioned they're getting your appendix taken out last week, far from the ideal preparation. Was there any ever doubt any ever doubt about you having to compete here? Or you always... It was last Monday I felt the pain, like someone hit me in the side so it was. And then a new song wasn't right, so I went in and then Thursday night I got the operation. Lucky enough, I didn't bust, so if I would have bust, it would have been game over, I wouldn't be here. Like so, But lucky enough, God took out three three or four days healing. Started practicing Monday, Tuesday, and around it, a few hours, but no, happy to do the job. Nathan Rafferty, that is simply sensational. To be able to do that, man, kudos to you, mate. Kudos to you. Now, the last game of the night saw Mickey Mansell return to the stage against defending champion Peter Wright in a second round clash. Peter was dressed like he was half Santa, half Grinch, and I'm unsure if his beard was actually real or if it was just like fake hair, but regardless, it was pretty impressive. He really did look like Santa. But Peter Wright, anyways, he showed why he is a two-time defending champion. In the lead-up to the tournament, there were a lot of concerns for Wright, who actually withdrew from the Players' Championship Finals last month uh, with his wife, Joe in hospital. But after receiving positive news last week, Wright was back as he began his bid for a third Sid Woodall Trophy. And my God, he was impressive. I could almost guarantee Ben Robb would have been watching backstage very frustrated seeing Mansell fail to replicate his earlier performance and no doubt Ben will be thinking that is one that got away. Mansell never tested right as the defending champion had two ton plus checkouts and only dropped one leg in a 3-0 sweep. Here is Peter Wright after his win against Mickey Mansell. Pete, many congratulations. First man through to the third round here at the Kazoo World Championship. After a really difficult few weeks for you and your family, you must be happy just to get over that first obstacle, really. Yeah, uh, just happy with a win. Uh, obviously not happy with a performance, but, you know, uh, I'll take that. You know, uh, I could... I've had difficult matches in the past where players have turned up and put me out of the tournament, so... So, happy Mickey didn't turn up. <laughs> And you've not thrown a competitive dart since last month's Grand Slam of darts, so you've now got 12 days off to prepare for your third round game. How important will that be just to prepare and get yourself ready to, to focus on the next stage of the tournament? Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, obviously, it makes Christmas better. Obviously, uh, you know, you don't want to lose before Christmas, otherwise it's going to be bad Christmas for everybody around you. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, it's good and it gives me more time to get on the practice board and, uh, you know, tune a few things up, try a different couple of sets maybe, just just to see. It sounds incredible to say, really, as reigning champion, but because, it, because we haven't really seen you play over the last month or so, you're coming in a little bit under the radar. The focus is on Michael, Gezi, Michael Smith. Under the radar. <laughs> do, do you feel that, that almost in a way? Do you feel that there's less pressure on you and you can, that suits you in a way? Uh, to be honest, I played rubbish all year, and, uh, and you know that's why I'm like full favourite for the competition. You know, and when I won it uh, the first year, I think I was third or fourth favourite. You know, and I beat the favourite and the second favourite on to to win the tournament. So it doesn't matter. I hate being favourite. I'd be the outsider, uh, and everyone else talking about all the all the good players instead of me. 
and you've won it two out of the last three years, looking to make it a hat-trick of titles. You'd be the first Scottish man to do that if you could. How much of a motivation is that for you this year? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's there. It's in the back of the head, and I, I, I want to, I'd like to win it. But, you know, uh, obviously I've got to play a lot better than that, and uh, we'll just see. Take one game at a time. Just recapping the opening day results, Mickey Mansell opened the tournament with a 3-1 win over Ben Robb, which was followed by Grant Sampson's 3-1 win over King Barry and Nathan Rafferty's 3-2 win over Jermaine Watamina. Then Peter Wright began his title defence with a 3-0 win over Mickey Mansell. There are two sessions tomorrow with six first-round matches and two second-round encounters taking place. The first session will be overnight New Zealand time, and that will see Alan Suter against Aussie Mal Cumming. Boris Krakma will face Toru Suzuki. Two-time world champion Adrian Lewis against Sweden's Daniel Larson, And then Grant Sampson will return to the stage for a second-round match against Kim Hybricks. Then tomorrow morning New Zealand time from 8am, we will see Roby John Rodriguez against Naraboro Yamamoto. And this match I'm really excited about. Bo Greaves, the 18-year-old female teenage sensation against Willie O'Connor. Then Keegan Brown against German Florian Hempel. And then Michael Smith and Nathan Rafferty will go head-to-head in a second-round clash. That is all we have time for in our day one wrap of the World Darts Championships from Ali Pally. Subscribe to At The Oki wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, I'll do my best to do updates most days of the World Champs. So keep listening, keep subscribing, and don't forget, At The Oki will be back on SCNZ Radio on January 23rd. We will continue to do podcast updates throughout the next month. Keep listening, and thanks for listening in.